Tis the season of giving, and shout out to Alice Vaughn of Two Girls, One Mike, The Porncast, and Offensive Crayons. You're about to listen to a very dope episode, and even better, you're going to get 10% off on OffensiveCrayons.com if you listen to this episode using the code SAPPHIRE. And if you leave some love on my Instagram, at Ms. Radio Sapphire, or better yet, leave us a five-star review, you too can get a free pack of Offensive Crayons. Enjoy the show. Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted, those who are closed-minded, or in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine, grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibrations stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. What is up all my sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It is your girl, Sapphire. And I am joined by a very, very special guest, Miss Alice Vaughn of Two Girls, One Pod, uh, one Mic, A Porn Cast. A porn cast. A porn cast. A Not porn. a podcast. A porn cast, y'all. It's like a podcast, but it's a porn cast. I like it. It's still a podcast, though. Okay. Not for- to be confused, because there's no porn, except we talk about porn, but it's not ASMR. No, but it could be. I was gonna say if I was, you know, one of my earbuds right now, I'm like, what the fuck is this podcast? I want to learn more about it. What would you say? Like, give them, give us like a short little description of like what you guys bring to the table. So my co-host tonight, Yvette Dontremont. Uh, so we review the holes and the plot holes of your favorite porn. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, it's the way I like to compare it is when Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, Whenever there's a new sci-fi film that comes out, he always has to give his hot take on what science they got wrong. And we kind of <laughs> realized we were doing that except with porn and no one else was doing it at the time. Do you guys watch the porn as you're podcasting or do you just like... No. So we watch it ahead of time. Okay. And then come back and we watch and review. So we actually... So that's one of the things we do. So we'll bring comedians on. So we've had people like um, Alex Falcone, Tom Arnold, John Fugelsang, and tons of fantastic comedians. Um, Natalia Reagan, who, uh, Reagan, who's one of... Uh, actually neil's co-host on star talk dope yeah she's like one of our main guest co-hosts she's so great um but we also talk to people within the industry we really love to demystify the entire porniverse uh so everything from you know your fake cum shots to yeah <gasps> what they do fake cum shots in porn how dare they um, oh my god <laughs> Um, to having gynecologists, masturbation coaches, porn stars. We've had Nina Hartley, Joanna Angel, yes. uh, Tommy Pistol, Dread, like you name them. Like we love bringing on industry people and we love to demystify it because the average person, first off, I mean, I feel like everybody consumes porn, but no one wants to talk about these people. That part. Yeah. And it's not okay. Um, especially considering how much sex work affects everything from uh, censorship laws to migration, health, human services, um, when you see uh, refugee situations, when you see, um, God, I mean, uh, data, how, uh, how we consume stuff online, mm-hmm. uh, payment processors. You know, there's so much that sex work drives. But and again, we don't talk about it so we really only learn in the aftermath or at least the average person so 
what's been fanta uh, fantastic is um, just how much I've learned in the last year and a half doing this show. Uh, I am such a different person. Uh, and I feel like I, I know I'm almost like, here's my box of Pandora secrets. Let me share it with you. <laughs> I, I, I can definitely relate with you because even just on this podcast, we have a lot of talent directors, producers, even just people who work behind the scenes like I do. I work in edit porn mm -hmm. and it is like a stigma still. Yeah. Like I tell people porn stars are just regular folk. They're doing what you do behind closed doors out in the open. Mm -hmm. And the unfortunate part is that a lot of this stuff is not protected, you yeah. know, and I had Ginger Banks on a couple months ago and we were talking about that. We were talking about the whole, you know, how are the porn stars making money now versus how they were back in the day. There's definitely a disconnect. Oh yeah. You know, there there was the more glamorous side of porn. Now it's like, okay, there's a new porn chick every day. Mm -hmm. There's no union, which still shocks the fuck out of me because anybody who's in entertainment should be unionized and should be protected yeah. by any means necessary. But also, they're just people. Holly and Randall just uh, the other day posted on Twitter about losing workers' comp protections from her insurance because they realized, oh, wait, porn. Mm -hmm. That's not okay. Right. It's She's a just job. trying to protect her workers. Right. It's a job at the end of the day. People are making money. People got to put food on the table. There are people who have families who work in porn, and they're normal. They're fucking normal. If anything, they have the most important job, making yeah. you come. Thank you. And I'm sorry, a lot of us wouldn't know how to fuck without some good old-fashioned porn. That said, porn also, if you're taking your fucking lessons from porn, you're probably not going to be good at fucking. That too. Because Thanks. not everybody wants you to gag on the dick and... Well, also, pornolingus. Yeah, come on. No. Mm -mm. No. It's a fantasy. Yeah. It, that's it's a great fantasy. Exactly. It's like saying, I'm going to learn how to fight from watching Deadpool. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, no, no, no. It's even just, you know, no disrespect for Post Malone, but you shouldn't tell everybody that you learned how to play guitar playing Guitar Hero. Oh, my God. Did he actually say that? He really did. Shut the front door. Girl, you just learned something new today. I. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it explains a lot, doesn't it? Uh, actually, yeah. <laughs> how much you want to bet that he like he thought that's how you actually play guitar, so no one corrected him. They mm -hmm. were like, "All right, dude, we're we're going to just get him one." Just just buttons. There's like someone behind the scenes who's actually playing guitar. He thinks he's playing guitar. It's just buttons. It's just buttons. That's all yeah. it is. That's all it is. But we're not talking about buttons tonight. And I'm <laughs> so glad that you are on because not only are you this amazing host and just dope ass chick, but you also have this one product that Amazon just could not handle. Which I was like, wait a second here. Amazon, you got things fucked up. So, offensive crayons. Offensive crayons. And which I'm seeing before me. And first of all, when I first saw the title, I was like, okay, well, if it's too hot, like, what is it? The black is like the N-word. Like, I, I can't wait to interview this chick that's saying the black crayon is the N-word. Which it does not. No, and she's no. giving me the biggest eyes. Like, don't you say that about my father. <laughs> but, I mean, first of all, it has a middle finger, offensive crayons. And I think it's amazing. Thank you. Because you have the non-PC terms for colors in, in a box, correct? So why did Amazon take you down in the first place? So I can't make this up at all because this is too funny to make up. <laughs> uh, so 
way back in the day, uh, by way back, I mean like 2007, I posted my product off Amazon mm-hmm. uh, and it did really well. It, it did hot. Let me put it this way, Sapphire. Like the product was so hot on Amazon that uh, I paid zero in marketing expenses and uh, their Amazon headquarters was calling me like my um, my rep and they were like, dude, are you like dumping money into this like Unilever? Because like my product went to out of um, like I think toys and gifts or something. Uh, like it was within the top 400. It was insane. Oh, wow. Yeah. Out of all of Amazon. And you weren't, of course, marketing these to kids, right? No. I mean, it clearly said that, you know, marketed towards pro- uh, adults. It was a satire, you know, 17 plus, et cetera. Um, I mean, these are colors like boner pill blue, which I'm holding in my hand right now. And I was trying so hard not to laugh as she's <laughs> telling us about this, but you can't make this shit up. Miscarriage maroon, white is privilege. Yeah. White as privilege. White is privilege. Oh, white is privilege. Yeah. Uh, so what happened is that January, um, after the holidays, my I thought like I was done with the crayons and then like, what happened was they took my product down for review and then literally two days later after they put me in review my product went viral so i started collecting like back orders because i thought all right well let's see how many orders the answer was a lot enough to stay in a crayon business yes (laughs) uh and then after several weeks i thought okay i should be fine to get back on amazon i've answered all their questions handled everything right and then they said well we have to ban you for offending children and Caucasians. Oh, so now we're offending white people, so we gotta take down some shit. Look, in their defense, white people do complain the most on behalf of everyone else. Oh, so. that is true too. That That is true too. Not wrong. <sighs> <laughs> the Karens of the world that have unionized. <laughs> Can I just say, for the record, Alice is a white chick. I am very white. She is very white, but I feel like you understand you know like it's satire and i'm yeah. not offended by these crayons at all i think it's hilarious i think it's a hilarious product Thank you. and there are far worse products out on amazon did you hear about recently there was like um i think it was like slut for you or like slutty daddy daddy's little slut or daddy's little girl oh wait and it was like for an infant yes yeah yes yes when you do that then Amazon take that shit down. Mm. But this is a satire type of product, yeah. which I feel like in the political climate that we're in, I think we all could step back and say, you know what? Coloring is fucking fun. Let me get drunk. Let me get high and color with this shit. <laughs> I will take boner pill blue and fucking blue ball some shit. Give me like a naughty coloring book and it's going to be like every ball sack in the world is going to be with that boner pill blue (laughs) so fuck you amazon fuck you it's been kind of amazing the whole seeing in the last two years uh how people have really reacted to the product you know whether they're on the left or on the right um seeing so much hypocrisy and seeing like how cancel culture has kind of evolved Mm -hmm. and where like my product has really fit into it because I've learned so much, frankly, I've learned, you know, from the side of the satirist and the comedian, I've learned from the side of the average everyday Joe. And then I've learned, you know, well, okay. Um, 
you know, there are people who say shitty things and they'll do it for a reaction and they're not comedians. They'll do it to stroke their own ego. They're not doing it because they have a nuanced point. Um, they're doing it to provoke something. It's not comedy. And I say that because, you know, they're real. So, you know, and I say this because there are, I think, like three separate groups. You have the comedians who are trying. And I mean, I don't do stand up personally because I am a terrible storyteller, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in, I, hey, I'm engaged right now. I'm loving it. Um, wonderful. Great. <laughs> One of us is. I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, so I just feel like I'm not a great storyteller, um, but there's so many ways that you have to be careful and craft and you have to work hard at it. But the thing is, offensive humor can exist in the realm of stand-up. Like, I think of people like Anthony Jaselnik and Daniel Tosh. Like, mm -hmm. they nail it. They really do. If we really want to throw it back, Andrew Dice Clay. I mean, that man no stone left unturned. Richard Pryor. Red Fox. I mean, all those have caused... I mean, I feel like comedians, you kind of have to take them with a grain of salt, but at the same time, you kind of have to laugh at it because it's not like they're not speaking the truth. It's not like they're not saying the shit that we're saying behind closed doors. Bring it back to porn, it's the same thing with porn stars. Yeah. They're doing things that you do just more in the limelight. And with comedians... It's slightly different in a sense that, um, you know, they're not just saying stuff to provoke necessarily, you know, anger or angst. They're, they're, you're, you're, they're crafting these um, jokes, these pieces, because they want you to think, mm -hmm. you know, there's there wants to be a nuanced point. And frankly, you know, if you can't joke about something that's horrific it doesn't take first off joking about something horrific doesn't take away from the tragedy you can have multiple emotions yes you know you can joke about 9 11 okay if you were raped that's horrific but you know what as you know someone who's a rape survivor you're, or a sexual abuse survivor you're allowed to cope and joke about that yes you know otherwise if you can't joke about thing tragic things then it's just kind of sad and horrible you know and this world wouldn't function exactly and frankly you can reach a lot more people through comedy and humor now again that's different than from like your average water cooler joe who's not a comedian who just throws stuff out there mm -hmm. and then there's like the buckets and then i say this because there are also these people that exist which you know you have your uh yes men comedians who you know they hit it good early on and I find with comedy, especially now that I've been surrounded by multiple people in this world, you have the writers who are around other people, so mm -hmm. they're challenged on their views still, but then you have the people who kind of made it, and then they still do their stand-up, but they have yes-men around, and if something doesn't hit with an audience, they say, well, it's the audience's fault, it's not me, because I'm so successful. Or it's like, but, I mean, maybe your routine is kind of a little old and needs to be updated. It's just like, even in radio too, like, you're sitting in an interview and you might have that agent in the back room that is shaking their head or looking directly at that talent saying, don't you fucking dare even ask that question. Which then it's like, okay, well then fuck this interview. Let me just talk to the agent who's being a fucking dick about it and not letting us talk about the content. Exactly. You know, it's just, I, I amend you. I Thank applaud you. you because we need, especially women out there, we as women, I feel like we're in a time where it's like, look, I can do just the same shit that a man does, maybe even better. That's my bias. But at the same time, 
we it's time that it's it's our time to reclaim all this bullshit that yeah. we have been fighting for years. Now, speaking of the crayons, yes. you can still get these crayons, right? Absolutely. Where can we get these crayons? Offensivecrayons.com. Simple as fuck. And use code Sapphire for 10% off. Shut up! I got my own code for the crayons. Yeah. I'm going to post that. I love it. I yes. love it. Now, you also have not just the basic pack. and mm-hmm. It's far from basic, but you also have a holiday pack. I mean, I pack. am very basic, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> as she's sitting on this, like... Nice little bed, this big old bed. She's like, we're going to record in the bedroom. I was like, oh, okay, shit. We're taking it there. Okay. Nice all velveteen rabbit, like green crush velvet, whatever the fuck you want to call it shirt. It's all seductive and sexy. Like, wow. yum. You, you are yummy. But we're talking about these crayons, and you have a holiday pack. And what else do you have? In I have the- a holiday pack, and I have a political pack called, oh. yeah, Red, White, and Fuck You. <laughs> I love it. Give, give us an example of the fuck you color. Well, let's pull some out. Uh, I know we have some baby cage crimson in there. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> okay, who comes... Uh, where do you get these names? Um, a dark part of my psyche? <laughs> uh, government shutdown. Oh, I like that yeah. one for show. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, let's see. Um... Oh, hate crime hoax hazel. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Look, it's just a Jussie Smollett crayon. Ooh, man. Fuck him. Seriously. I, I'm sorry. Like, people know on this podcast, I said he ruined 2019 for black folk. He really did. He ruined it actually for black folk, gay folk. Just, we can't report hate crimes anymore and be taken seriously. That's not okay because it ruins it and it takes away when an actual hate crime is reported. That part. And so many people disagreed with me on it too. They were like, well, no, Saf, like you're supposed to be part of the LGBTQ. And I'm like, no, he's offending us by pulling some bullshit like this. And then now all of a sudden you want to sue the city. Just this week this is coming out. You want to sue the city because you're embarrassed? Fuck you. That's not okay. You did this. You ruined your fucking career. You lied. When you didn't need to, you had the you had the platform and you fucked it up. You fucked it up. He really did. Honestly, like, by the way, so much credit to Chappelle on how he delivered that. If you did yes. if you watch his special, you know, I have to say, I had to love hate for it because they were the Michael Jackson stuff. I was like, ooh, mm, eh. There, there was some. I was just like, uh. Dave doesn't hit for everyone. Yeah, I get it. But at the same time, Dave has always been that dude that will call you out on some bullshit, especially when it gets that political and especially when it comes to the black community, especially. And I don't think there is anyone else who can call out that culture besides Dave Chappelle. And that's the thing. Like when we see something wrong, we need to call it out. Like, so a few years back, I had a situation, for example, where I was in a totally par- different community. I was mm-hmm. in a science communication community. And there was this one chick who drove me up a wall. And this actually, this is a backstory on one of the crayon sets in the original in, in the original pack that actually pisses off a lot of people. So the color is fabricated rape red. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I can see, I can see a little sensitivity there. So exactly. I'm with it though. Yeah. I'm with it. Because it's like hate crime hoax hazel. Yeah. Because this 
chick, essentially what she did was she accused one of my friends at the time of, and I'm not even joking when I say this, she accused him of emotional rape and then shortened that to rape. Wait, what? Yeah, thank you. Emotion. Okay, first of all, you just said a term that I've never even fucking heard before. Emotion. How do you emotionally rape? I know about emotionally abusing. Yeah. But how are you emotionally raping me? I mean, she was all like, she's a 50 ways different crazy to the point that she was blackmailing people and we had her on text. Oh, Jesus. Um, like she, huge bucket of crazy. Um, and I knew this guy was completely in the clear because whenever she claimed that he did anything, like I actually was with him mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was paying his rent at the time. So Sugar mama galore. No, just really good friend. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, we have like we have to call it bullshit when we see it, and it's not okay for you know. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter like what your skin color, what you identify is, and whatnot. If something's wrong, you call that person out. Yes. And it's even more important if you you know are of that identity because if you're not going to call it out, some you know someone else is, and they're going to spin that narrative in a way that suits them. Right. In a way that's not good. Not to mention, you never know who you're going to offend. So if you start having that mindset and no one's putting you in check, that's why I tell my friends, like, you're a bad friend if you are allowing that friend, quote unquote, say whatever the fuck they want. Like, you need to be a little educated. It's okay to spill the shit and talk whatever talk is going on, but please have some knowledge with it. Yeah. And don't just freely say shit because no one's ever stopped you. Yeah. I mean, look, People are like, oh, you're everyone's so open nowadays. It's like, dude, you could say anything you want, but just not around everybody. Thank you. Because you don't know that. what everybody's going through. Exactly. You uh, Triggers happen. Triggers happen. And it, triggers, you know, for people that are like, what do you know? Triggers, it happens in relationships, out of relationships, French, it happens. Yeah. If you feel cringy or you feel like all of a sudden because someone said something and you you feel overly emotional about it you're triggered and it's okay and I feel like nowadays we have to have that open conversation to be like look you said something a couple days ago and it just doesn't sit right with me I need you to not say that kind of stuff around me just just be mindful be mindful of your surroundings exactly it's having empathy really it's being a human being caring about other people it's not about you know whether or not we're being overly sensitive it's the fact that for years we have allowed behavior to be done mm-hmm. in society to the point where now it's like yeah there's a whole generation that it's like yo i don't like the way that this is no yeah. you're you're not making it comfortable for me to live in my own truth and here i am doing the wrong thing because i don't have an outlet where i feel safe yeah. Now that said, on the flip side of that, so we have to be careful of how we manage that. So yes. what I mean by that is like, for example, historically, minorities are always going to be affected whenever new laws and regulations come into play. It's it's just always going to be how it is, especially when it comes to censorship. And I say this because like, for example, in social media, mm-hmm. we're seeing... A stupid amount of censorship so let me give one example please so one example is sesta fosta you know the 
entire and I'm you know you're very well versed on this and I'm sure your audience is versed on this but the entire concept was originally sold by Congress people as well we're gonna help cut down on sex trafficking but it didn't do that at all what it actually did was um, the best comparison I always give is a road scenario where instead of holding users accountable for the shit they do on a road. So like if you drive your car into another car, keeping that car accountable, it keeps the road accountable. So mm -hmm. on, a, on a place like Reddit, instead of keeping users accountable for what they're posting, it holds Reddit accountable. And, a, and that's kind of a multifold problem. So number one, uh, first off, that means you can never become another Reddit or another right. Wikipedia because the legal ramifications and the costs associated with putting all those barriers into play, uh, place so that way you can monitor all of that, you need a lot of um, capital to back you there. That's number one. But number two, what it does is it actually means that these places are going to be so much more um, sensitive to what the users are posting because they don't want the feds knocking at their door, you know? So what does that mean? That means that places like Facebook instill a sexual solicitation and language policy. What that means is that when you're talking about LGBTQ topics, when you're talking about male adult male circumcision or male circumcision, when you're talking about uh, sex, sex health, uh, when you're talking about um, sexual preferences, when you're talking pornography, about pornography, uh, they even say, and I kid you not, they say that they forbid sexual slang. Um, excuse me, but what is Netflix and chill if not sexual slang? Thank you, and that's what I get. I, I get really angry about because I have been censored one too many times. Mm -hmm. I I cannot put my content on YouTube apparently, yeah. because we've been deemed too offensive. We too many offensive words. I was taken down off of iTunes for months one year because my content, my wording, my phrasing was too offensive. And I said, so when someone says F you, you black bitch, and they get away with it, and here I am just saying like the narrative, where's the difference in that? Or if Kim Kardashian can be half-ass naked on Instagram, not get flagged, but then my porn friends like Anna Fox, Lotus Lane, April Flores, all these other women, Joanna Angel, are all getting flagged for like a crack. Hmm. For even censoring, even just shading out their boobs. But they're getting flagged for their content and they have to make new pages. What does that say about society? Yeah, and then... So first off, there the transparency of the entire system, the review and appeal system. I mean, they're fairly non-existent. They're not good. I mean, they're also driven by places where you know they're paying people pennies on the dollar, and a lot of times you know you have human error. You have people who are revolting, and you know just um, you know in protest they're either flagging everything or they're not flagging everything uh, because you also have people who either are going to follow the rules or aren't going to follow the rules. Uh, or, I mean, are going to be just keeping it very subjective. So that's what it comes down to. Uh, and on top of that, you know, uh, processing power with computers can only go so far. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen AI where it identifies news headlines as news headlines mm -hmm. of like, hey, there was a bombing in, you know, Kuwait or something like that as, well, this is not okay. Um, but, you know, this horrible YouTube comment is okay because of how it processes the data. It's bullshit. So, 
the always questions are like how do like how do we fix this and whatnot and it's never a cheap or easy answer frankly you know it's like how do you want it fast cheap or easy you mm -hmm. know and most of the time you pick two um but then there's also the problem of like if we do all this censorship and clean all this stuff up like then we kind of end up having people in silos and that's where things get a little scary because like you're familiar with the Westboro Baptist Church, clearly. Oh, my God, girl. Yeah. We, we could talk for hours on them. Yeah. So, I don't know if you ever heard of, like, Megan Phelps Roper. Name sounds a little familiar. So, she actually used to run their social media account. Okay. And when I say she used to run it, like, I mean, like, gay people have AIDS and all that terrible stuff. But here's the kicker, though. Because she was posting this all on Twitter, yeah, people got to challenge her. And guess what? She changed her mind. She left the church. Good. And now she works against them. And, you know, that's, for me, it's something that's very, like, strong. First of all, I'm so glad that we can just have, I had a different topic in mind for you. Oh, and I'm, I'm sorry. So, I'm all over no, the place. No, 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 no. <laughs> I love this because this is what I like to do on my show because everything comes with a narrative mm -hmm. and communication is key. And bringing it back to her it's more of the fact that that just shows right there. Once you start having that uncomfortable conversation, it does make you change your mind about things. And for me personally, I have changed a lot of people's perspectives on it. Not just because I lately, let me tell you this, and it kind of it goes in ties with what we're talking about now. So lately on social media, I've been posting a lot more sex positive type of questions. And I really dig deep. I talk about, you know, why is it that a female can be bisexual, hook up with women, hook up with men, hook up with even, you know, transgendered women and men, but a man cannot. And it brings it back to this chick, Megan, where it's like, okay, well, all gays uh, have AIDS. All gays deserve to burn in hell. Black people, you know, are the most ignorant. It, it, it has... You have to have those uncomfortable conversations because we don't, you don't know someone's experience unless if you lived it. And yeah. you can't tell me what I do in the bedroom is saying I'm doing a health problem. Mm -hmm. And that's why for me, it's very problematic when I hear people say to me personally, because I'm an open, I'm a very openly sexual person who takes care of themselves. I get tested frequently, just sometimes even a little bit more than the average Joe. But it's also because I'm poly, I'm bisexual, I'm very sexual, and it's just, I live in my truth. Mm -hmm. And so to for someone to say to me, oh, well, you know, it's hot that you sleep with girls, but you know, oh, you, you got three guys on the line? Like, well, what am I to you? Like, oh, well, how do I know that you don't have an STD? How do I know that you don't have an STD? Seriously. I can pull it up on my phone that my test results say I'm clean. When was the last time you were tested? How do I know that you don't have gonorrhea and syphilis? How do I know that you're not the dirty fuck? Mm -hmm. Like, it's a self-reflection kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and I feel like now more than ever, we just have to have those uncomfortable conversations to kind of be like, look, th there is something wrong. There is something wrong. There's a right side and a wrong side. And we got to come together and kind of come in the middle and be like, Look, I'm sorry to offend you, but this is the actual truth. And that's 
why when people are like you do crayons and you talk about porn it's like yeah but there's a lot more common because there's so much censorship going on that i've seen within you know the porn and sex work world mm -hmm. there's so much conversations that people aren't having and you know being able to reach people through humor you know whether it be through the podcast and i honestly i feel like it's almost become like sex ed i mean i've actually had you know listeners contact us and say this is must listen to sex ed yes because we're constantly trying to get the right information to people um, but they're a way that's digestible because otherwise, I mean, they're not going to go out necessarily and look for the content. That's true. And I mean, frankly, the same is with comedy and humor. You know, you're not necessarily going to talk about the Jesse Smollett thing, but if Dave Chappelle is able to do it in a way that's digestible, yeah, he's pushing some buttons, but guess what? You're also going to listen and you're going to listen with an open mind. And, and you that's might a great thing about humor. Right. And you might not agree with it, but you're also talking about it too. Thank you. You're having that conversation. Yes. We don't all agree with Trump, but best believe someone's having a conversation about Trump to get to the bottom of what's so fucking problematic. Yes. And again, that's something that I have been like, stru not struggling, but it's like I want people to feel a little uncomfortable so that they can have that conversation and be like, you know what, Saf? You're right. You said something, I didn't quite agree with it, but then I look back and I'm like, oh shit, I am the problem. Or my partner is the problem, or my coworker is the problem. It's not so me. Yeah. And I mean, for me, what I what I would prefer also is I kind of hate the shit of like people going back and being like, oh, well, this person tweeted this five years ago. Oh, it's my like, God. I'm sorry. Are we not wanting people to grow and change and be better? People? Right. And like you said, if you're apologetic and an apology, yeah. it doesn't matter how long. I mean, mm, there's certain there's people certain levels. Like, that's the thing. It's like if you're Richard Spencer and you're saying Richard Spencer like horrible slurs. Yeah, you're you're still Richard Spencer. Right. Um, we know what your intentions are. We know you're not changing. But like, for example, I think with comedians, like, look, I mean, people are willing to disagree with me about, about this. Like, but Shane Giles, you know, like there was that whole thing. He got hired for SNL. Uh, ah, yeah. the Mr. Asian comment yeah. guy. You know what's crazy? So I actually, I went to... I went to a stand-up in New York. Uh -huh. I didn't expect to see him, and he was there performing on stage. And it was insane because, uh, so his set, like he did mention that, he was like, yeah, it's kind of amazing what uh, like Fox News will cover. You know, they like apparently stood behind him on those comments. Right. But what's funny is he also has a whole like shtick in his set about like how funny it would be if like Trump was assassinated. And they were all like, yo, too far. Of course, because they dick ride far. for that bastard. Exactly. I'm sorry. Treasonous. Uh, and here's the thing. Look, I disagree with his podcast comments. That said, I mean, again, I don't consider myself a comedian, but comedians, you know, have to put out way more content. I mean, again, I think he should have edited it out. Oh, but, majorly. Yeah. Yeah. Did he grow? Did he learn? And is he going to keep making that mistake? Probably not. And he's probably not. And he's, I would wager, not the same person regrets that, you know? Right. I personally think that uh, SNL missed out on an opportunity of putting him in a cultural sensitivity course for like his first sketch. That's how I feel even with Kevin Hart. How yes. many times do you have to force someone to apologize? He's, and he, I think the first time around was perfect. He said, look, that was me in a younger phase 
We have all said some shit. Oh, yeah. We have all said shit. I have even said, and recently I even apologized on publicly on this show to be like, look, my views have changed, and I'm sorry if I ever offended somebody. I've I've grown. I have learned. He did that. So why are we pressuring? Is it because he's a black man? Is it because he's so outspoken? If a white guy did the same thing, if Amy Schumer still this day is saying offensive things, but we forgive her because she's Amy fucking Schumer, it brings it back to the whole white privilege, black privilege, people of color privilege. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't hold people accountable for a senseless tweet. If over the years you are showing progression of change Mm -hmm. and you're not reflecting that now and you've already apologized, accept it and move the fuck on. Exactly. That's it. And we should want, again, we should want people to grow and change. We shouldn't, you know, kill their entire careers. No. Especially in entertainers. I mean, I'm sorry, should this person just never work again? I mean, look, it's different if someone's a millionaire versus like, look, Shane Giles, like, I can, let me put it this way. I can tell the guy is clearly not a millionaire. Right. Just definitely not. But should he never have another writing gig in his life? Should he never do stand up again? If he wasn't apologetic as he was and realized what he did wrong mm-hmm. afterwards, then yeah, I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm done. I didn't dis- I did not agree with what he said. I agree with you. But the minute he apologized, I'm like, you know what? There are far worse people out there. Exactly. Harvey Weinstein, unforgivable. That man is in such denial. You know, there's a difference when it comes to when you have people who have been mentally, physically abused for years Mm -hmm. and we have acknowledged this but we don't take action and a credibility that's where i'm like okay we got our priorities fucked up exactly we should be going after the people who've systematically abused uh the system or people um like your cosby's like your weinsteins you know there's so many different type like epstein for how many years oh my god rid of go over that but instead no we rather hold accountable because it's so much easier Mm -hmm. to hold accountable the person where it's well there were no one and it's so much easier to fire them yeah and people don't realize that it's it's how easy it is to fire a journalist how easy it is to cancel a comedian because guess what or cancel someone like yourself that has a product that's basically saying fuck you to the social norm and be like, look, we got to take this negative into a positive. I don't, again, I'm bringing it back to you because you have a product that is not offensive to me. I find it, and, and, and this is me being probably, when when people even say to me, they're like, oh, well, you, you're racist, you're this and that. I'm like, first of all, do you even know about me? Do you know how many cultures I fuck and not to mention how many cultures are inside of me. Uh, like, you are Mrs. Worldwide. <laughs> girl, we call my family the United Nations for a reason. Okay. I I tell yes. people there's no way that I can be racist, homophobic, sexist because of the fact that I am all those counterparts. The world is against me, period. Mm-hmm. Walking around. You, you're fine. I On paper, you're fine. On paper. In a picture, no one's going to say, this bitch is offensive. Sorry, no, not to say I, bitch. No, no, you're allowed to say but that. I say, mean, dude, I'm fully aware of how I look. Yeah. I fully know that, like, 
if Fox News, you know, needed a, like a stunt correspondent, they <laughs> they would probably choose you. I mean, out of a lineup. Yeah, and it's like for me, it's like okay, I gotta I gotta go out there every day, put my fucking armor on of a thousand things, just so I'm not offending at least one side of me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna have the black community on my side all the time when I step out with my white partners. I get that all the time. And by the way, that shouldn't be. That's not okay. No. That's not all right at all. And I'm not, and you know, I have the LGBTQ that says, well, you, you kind of make a joke of this. How do I make a joke when I'm just like you? We have sex, we have preferences, and I just talk about it a little bit more openly. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. Be mad at me if I lied about my sexuality. If I denied my community, but I'm embracing my flaws. I'm embracing the fact that I'm not the social norm. And that's the problem. We got to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. We have to start thinking like, look, times are changing. Brings it back to this. Yeah. And I mean, that's why I feel like it's just so much more important now, especially to have all these different conversations, just because I feel like everybody is walking on eggshells. And that's why I'm not surprised that when this became popular, Mm -hmm. that it really became popular. Like, honestly, this year alone, the products have, I mean, people have taken photos of the crayons. And I mean, nowadays on social media, it's impossible to go viral. Like when I'm talking about viral on like Facebook, I'm talking like 50 or 100,000 shares, not just 50, but like 50,000 or 100,000. And I've seen that with these crayons because what people get out of them, you know, it's it's cathartic at this point. It's an outlet. It is. It is an outlet. Because everybody, you know, wants to... You're, you, you know, we should be allowed to, you know, be still good people and, you know, make dirty jokes. <laughs> yeah, everybody enjoys it. And, you know, we shouldn't feel guilty or ashamed. And yet there are people where it's like, there's, yes, we need to hold people responsible, but let's not destroy people's lives. And you're not destroying anybody with these crayons at all. I mean, uh, uh, anally? <laughs> I mean, are with they safe? enough lube? Are you saying these are safe for anal sex? I mean, they're gluten free, so sure. Oh shit! There you go, guys. Melt these crayons down. You might have a new little fetish in town for you. If you do, please send photos. <laughs> are you are you thinking about maybe expanding? You know, beyond the crayons, and maybe like, do you have a coloring book or? Oh my god, I just launched one. I kind of want to bring it and show you. Oh my god. Yeah. So right now. Uh, Okay, so right now we have the three sets of crayons. Okay. We have, like before I mentioned, the OG, the holiday, the political. Yes. We're in the process of launching two more packs. We're working on the um, color pencils, eventually markers. Hell yes. But we just launched our first coloring book. Oh, fuck. Happy little dictators. Oh, my God. Is Wait, is that Hitler? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, she's got a fake Bob Ross Adolf Hitler. Oh, I'm dying. It's got the, oh yeah, it does have a swastika. Nice high on the hilltops, a little sound of music kind of hills are alive feel. Oh, oh my God. 
Nicholas Maruda. So oh my God. In it, you have 30 of history's worst dictators all in one book. Kim Jong-un, I'm loving this in one. Satirical, really oh absurd circumstances from Julius Caesar to uh, Stalin. slurping on spaghetti. <laughs> and there's so many Easter eggs. I'd love to like. Oh my all of them. God. Oh yeah, I need to get me one of these because I will. Oh my God. First of all, I'm little known fact about me. So I'm not a drawer, but I find it very soothing to get extremely fucked up and use adult coloring books. Like I have one of like hot men. I have one of like landscapes. Oh yeah, I, I'm definitely getting a hold of these because these are great and the illustrations I can't. Oh my God. Yeah. Fidel Castro rolling up a Cuban cigar with Uncle Sam. Ta oh, my God. I'm going to have to take pictures and post this, some of these on my Instagram because. Oh, my God. Oh, Genghis Khan has like some prostitutes that look like Mulan. Well, he was really famous for uh, basically sleeping with women uh, everywhere he went to the oh point that God. I think it's something insane that there's like an actual genetic marker you could test for in um, certain cultures that um, that you can actually directly tell if you're a descendant of Genghis Khan. No fucking way. Yeah. Oh my God, Napoleon, I'm done. But yeah, oh. I mean, there's little Easter These eggs and like, for example... Uh, you know, what I love to do is, you know, so for example, like Duarte, you know, he's known for like being the anti-drug, you mm -hmm. know, war. Well, in it, I have him like token up a joint. Yes. So I like to put in a lot of history into these too. So it's are you a history buff? Honestly, a little bit. So I can't help. It. I love it. No, please. I'm we need more people like you out there and making products like this yes. makes me really excited for what's to come of the products because honestly now is people can buy the coloring book now coloring book right now yes so okay. right now i have a limited run for the holidays only five thousand units oh wow yeah that's it um and then because the thing is i'm going through the proper channels to okay. get it you know published and whatnot but it's gonna take longer so I thought, all right, people are definitely going to want this for the holidays. Yeah. So let me have 5,000 units now. And then hopefully I'll have the official print by like end of um, the uh, spring, maybe summer. Hell yes. Uh, but you could definitely for now go to offensivecrayons.com. You could get some crayons. You could get uh, the coloring book. And we have some other stuff. And of course, I'm working on like a million projects. Uh, we also, uh, what is it airing? Um, this is actually going to be airing by Monday. Actually, by tomorrow. So right now it's Friday the 22nd. Oh, this will be up by tomorrow, oh my Saturday. God. And by the way, if you're not into any of that, that's fine. Because the campaigns we have coming up in the next month, you're going to love. And this is all going to be on that site or on your podcast oh, site? Oh, uh, OffensiveCrayons.com. Okay. And people could find the podcast through OffensiveCrayons.com. At the top it says our podcast. Mm -hmm. um, but so, for example, on Black Friday, we call it Freeloader Friday. <laughs> Oh, God. I like it. I and like it. so what we're doing is, so we're actually doing something charitable this year. And uh, you know how, like, John Oliver, a few years back, he just, like, bought a bunch of medical debt and cleared it? Yes. Okay, so we're doing the same thing for one week. We're trying to raise 15 grand to clear $1.5 million of medical debt. Shut the fuck up. And it's going to be hysterical. It's super satirical. So just laugh your ass off. And by the way, if you want to feel good about yourself, you give a dollar, you clear a hundred bucks of debt. Boom. Seriously. 
Come on now. Oh, you have to give me all this information so we can put it on the bio for this. But oh, girl, and then one that's more. Kick-ass. We have the twelve days of shit miss. Shit miss. Shit miss. Okay, now you just got me excited because now you remind me of one of my favorite games of all time, Cards of it Against Humanity, mm-hmm. when they have their offensive holiday line and all that. So shit miss, give it to me. Okay, so for the twelve days leading up to Christmas, we're giving away shitty gifts. Oh, I thought you were going to say shit. I was like, oh, hell no. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I don't want to take shit of different forms, like 12 different forms of shit. So There's so many gifts. forms. So give us an example of what might be a shitty gift that we are we are given. A bottle of Flint water. Flint water? Yes. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. God damn. A trip to North Korea. <laughs> you might never come back. <laughs> um, a, a free consultation with a divorce lawyer. Oh, Ooh, oh, um, a photo album with someone else's memories. Oh, ouch. Uh, a call from a Jewish mother. <clears throat> That's for the first night of Hanukkah. Oh, Shabbat Shalom. Oh, the bedsheet that Jeffrey Epstein didn't hang himself with. My eyes have just glowed up. Y'all, you don't understand. I think I just found my new white girl that I'm going to have to like cherish and hold on to. Oh, my God. It's so funny that you've mentioned Epstein because, side note, I just finished this, like, dope-ass podcast, and it's called The Mysterious Mr. Epstein. Ooh. And it talks about his sickening behavior, and I'm just like, (sighs) can we just, I just want to be a fly in some of these political, heavy-ass meetings because I feel like all politicians are crooked. And I feel like the ones who are the most, like, anti-abortion, anti-sex trafficking are still the ones that are partaking yeah. in all this bullshit. Well, I think they're, it's because, well, especially the ones that are very anti-gay and whatnot, oh. they're just overcompensating. It's they're trying to, quote, correct for, you know, what they want to punish. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, just get me a hand of a cell phone, a black book, honey. We, America would be, I feel, way less corrupted, way less, again, offended, Mm -hmm. because finally we get these fuckers out of office and get some real fucking people to be like, look, we've all made mistakes. It's time to change it all. Let's take down all the laws that we have that are fucking outdated. Something just real. um, Another thing that offended me in the news recently was the fact that some state is basically saying we're not going to hold accountable for people who are engaging in underage sex. What? Like, what? So we want to get rid of the consent age or lower the consent age. What do they want to lower it to? I believe 16 or 15. Well, also it depends on how it's phrased because, I mean, what are we talking about? Are we talking about like a 16-year-old hooking up with a 15-year-old? Or are we talking about a 15-year-old hooking up with a 27-year-old? You know exactly what it's what it is yeah, and what it's going to be protecting. I've seen though people prosecuted who are like similar age, like one or two years off. Yeah. That I feel like we need to be more lenient, but if it's like a 10, 15, 20, 30 year difference. Yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah. There needs to be. I mean, I feel like 15 and 18, especially if you're still in high school. 
you know, and if the parents know, it's great. But you know, even if the parents don't know, they're within that age where they're gonna have sex. You might as well have them have all the information so they can make the right decision. Yes, and not have not get pregnant, but or get an STD. Um, so you know what? If it happens, it happens. But it's different again than a fifteen and twenty-five year old. Yeah, it's significantly different. I mean, at that point, you are grooming. Yeah, you are grooming, and you know, especially being the older party. You know it's wrong. And if you're insisting on younger is better, mm, no, no. Yeah. And that's exactly what Epstein said and did. I like him young. I prefer young. Very dazed and confused of him. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just, but again, it's something that's happening. Even just yeah. like, you know, people are talking about, and as we wrap up, the whole sex trafficking thing. It, it's just, yes. We need to start having these conversations. Where are all these women going? Well, the problem is also the challenge with the sex trafficking conversation is sex work is so often conflated. Yes. But no one ever wants to talk to the sex workers. I get really upset when I hear people assuming that all porn stars are sex trafficking victims. Or even if, let's say, hypothetically, someone is a street worker, you know, and you know uh you know that's how they make their living i mean right. that's the thing sex sex work specifically you know when it comes to you know people who work on the street and whatnot specifically the most disenfranchised of groups you know specifically you know minorities lgbtq people in poverty i mean that's why you know i hate the concept of well what if we just you know legalize brothels and whatnot it's like mm, we're gonna have a two-tiered system let's right. just decriminalize everything but the problem is like even when sesta foster was passed like i have friends who are porn stars who they made calls and they scheduled appointments with their local congress people and guess what they turned them away right they, they have their meetings rescheduled pushed and or canceled and it's because they realized well everyone can do a quick google search who is this person wait all right um this doesn't look good image wise we're not going to talk to sex workers but we're going to pass legislation that affects them disproportionately and puts their health and safety at risk and that's not okay it's not and that's why we also don't need to have men regulating what i do to my body you don't know the struggles of a woman unless you are a woman that said we've also had some shitty females who also who I mean, also yeah. regulate our bodies too i mean kamala harris um. <laughs> and see yeah i have a hate love for her too and it's yeah. just like i mean but i feel like with every politician it's just know. you know we can't win we can't win I feel like we almost can. I feel like sometimes there's hope. Like, I was at Politicon not too long ago mm -hmm. in Nashville. Uh, so I was there a few weeks ago, and people always ask me uh, when I mention that, oh, what was the most interesting thing you learned or saw while I was there? Um, so Politicon, for those of you who've never heard of it, it's kind of like the Super Bowl of sports. Like, you have people who are really left, who are really right, who are everywhere in the middle, all show up. It's almost like people wear their sports It's like a political yeah. convention, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's that's what it's called, Politicon, the political convention. Exactly. You have all these talking heads there. And the first panel I went to was uh, all the people running uh, on the GOP ticket for president that were in Trump because they still exist. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there like second or third, third row. I see uh, and I God, 
um, like Bill Weld, Joe Walsh, and the one other guy whose name I always forget that's definitely never memorable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, there's a few. There are a few. But the point is the three of them were sitting up there. They were calling out congressional Republicans. They were talking about climate change. They were calling out Trump. Like, I was taken aback because I was like, holy shit, I agree with these guys on 90% of points. Why is this not in the public discourse? Right. And I kind of, I wish we could go back to not being as partisan as we currently are. Because if you look back, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, if you look back on how many, when it comes to legislation, how many people worked across the aisle, there was so much overlap. But then, you know, over time, it's gotten so fractured, you barely see anyone right like if anyone crosses the aisle it literally becomes a news story like when aoc and ted cruz were tweeting at each other like yo let's work out this legislation people are like what the fuck right because it's that rare and that's not okay no we should be wanting more from our senators to work together on the issues and it brings it back to like we've been saying having those uncomfortable conversations okay being you can have friends who are republicans you can have friends who are part of the green party and have that conversation and still maintain a good friendship yes it's not the matter of you can't be friends with a republican yeah you can you don't have to see eye to eye but hear each other out because not all Republicans are bad, not all Republi- uh, Republicans are good, not all Democrats are bad, and not all Democrats are good. No one is fucking perfect. So let's just get to the middle and just find some common ground and be like, look, we can help each other. Exactly. I mean, little do people remember, but Republicans were actually the Democrats and the Democrats were the Republicans. But we don't like to acknowledge that either. No, 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 we don't. We <sighs> But you know what? One day at a time, one podcast at a time. And I am so sad that we ran out of time. I know. Like, you, I, I can't wait. Like, I'm already going to say to our awesome girl, Lainey, like, we're going to have to bring you back because thank you. This has been fun. No, it has. It really has. And I am so excited to take my crayons home and... You know, I'm just like I said. Every time I I color a dick blue, I'm just I'm gonna think of you now. Okay, I, I tried to make the it rhyme, but it didn't work. That I've caused blue balls, and it's not a bar- terrible thing. And it's not a terrible thing. It's a great thing. So again, where can they find you? You know, where can people stalk you, buy your products, all that fun stuff? Totally. So you guys can follow me, Alice, at Rational Blonde on Twitter. Uh, but you can find all the crayons at offensivecrayons.com. Again, use code Sapphire for 10% off. Boom. And uh, you guys can find the podcast wherever you're getting your podcast. So two girls on mic, spell it out. Uh, you can also just type in porncast into uh, iTunes and it'll show up. Porn. I believe even on uh, Spotify, you can type in porncast. Yeah. Just one word. Por- like instead of podcast, write porn cast and it'll show up uh but spotify itunes pandora iHeartRadio, wherever you listen and if you still can't figure it out just go to twogirlsonmic.com it'll be there <laughs> perfect well i can't wait i can't wait to see you know what's to come next of you guys and you. i have to say you know safe sex is the best hot sex Remember, guys, follow me at Ms. Radio Sapphire. That's M-S-R-A-D-I-O-S-A-P-P-H-I-R-E. Also, go to fuckuniversity.org. It is that special webcast series that I'm launching coming in 2020, and we definitely would love you guys to spread the word. So fuckuniversity.org. Once again, thank you so much, Queen, for joining us. 
special that now that you've called me queen. You are queen, okay? You yeah. are queen of the offensive crayons, Miss Alice. Like, thank you. Crayon mogul. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Good night, guys. That was the show, all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Now remember, Ms. Radio Sapphire on Instagram, Twitter, for more earplay fun.